You're okay, Jerry. Yeah, this weather, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth, you couldn't have me all at current power rankings at number four. You have to have them. Definitely have them at number one. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. It's Wednesday morning and it's bang on half past seven and you're watching OTBM. We have a full house in studio for you this morning. Shane's here. Good morning, how are things? Adrian Barry is here. Morning lads, how are you doing? All the way in, Adrian, how are you? Ah, good. Listen, I got the invite, Jaron. I'm not one, I'm not like a Murphy style who'll be like, ah, just crawl out of bed and throw the camera on at home. So, make the effort like. Oh, fair enough. That's a shot, that's a shot fired. Yeah, well, he's not here to defend himself either, which is always the best shot to fire. Does everybody know where Nathan is? Does do, does our audience out there, does the rest of the world know where Nathan is? I mean, I have a strict no non-disclosure of where people are on their holidays. It's very, it's, it, their private lives are their private lives. But Nathan did manage to get the family to go on holidays to Augusta. <laughs> this is oh. one of the most remarkable achievements that any human being has ever managed in their lives. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to the States. Oh, it's, that's an interesting time to go. What's going on? Oh, we, we'll like take in all the sites. We'll do the whole continent. I just have to disappear to Augusta for three or four days. Uh, and he's he, also, so he's got tickets for today, it must be actually, the practice day. So, but and then he's also got the option if he wants to go over the weekend, he can just turn up over the weekend. So his calendar must be pretty free, I would think. And you, you say tickets like it's plural, but I don't think anybody's tickets. going with him. Mm. I think he has tickets for multiple days is the, is uh, yeah. It's not a family affair. Nathan would be the type who would cry driving down Magnolia Lane, wouldn't he? Like there are certain, there's a certain type of human being who, for the first time driving down there, would would absolutely cry. Do you drive down if you go in and there's Joe Punter? I think you probably get shuffled in a side entrance and like you know Disneyland style sort of like a secret. Nathan entrance. would go on like he's not Joe Punter. He'll, you know, he'll be like, uh, I'm. You make a good point. Ireland's most famous broadcaster. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Uh, sorry, we we got sidetracked from actually the big news overnight, which is of course that uh, Aston Villa are now in the hunt for uh, Champions League place. Right, mm. this is it. Like That's big news, yeah. Bolly Watkins is going to be uh, coveted by all of the major teams who don't currently have a, a centre forward, which would be Manchester United and Chelsea in particular. Mm-hmm. City, obviously, I think they are sorted. Arsenal probably sorted at the moment, but um, yeah, because there's nobody else who they'll be looking at after last night, is there? No, uh, no, no, Emery. No, no. Is, that, is that what you're saying? Like, no, no, Ollie Watkins is the... He's burying the Irish oh, know, lead, yeah. the big Betty's Town oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Aston Villa, Aston Villa style. You, Unai Emery for, uh, for Chelsea, Jerry. Too late, too late. He's, he's found his metier. This is sorry. where he needs to be. The Harvey, the Harvey Barnes goal is going to get lost. In Harvey Barnes goal is sensational. Three touches. Yeah. The first touch was outrageous. But anyway, I know that's not what we're, what we're here to talk about, is it? No, Bertrand Traore rescued from the, the <laughs> Turkish Super League. Yeah. Comes off the bench, first touch. In, indeed, he passes it right to him. There you go, mate. Have one. Uh, yes, indeed. It always helps. <clears throat> Nothing else happened last night of any interest, is it? Liverpool, nil all. It was I mean, brutal. I, I actually had flicked over after the first 10 minutes. But the first 10 minutes was one of the most entertaining. Yeah. It looked like a seven aside game. There was goal mount scrambles at both ends. But apparently he was shite, was it? Most of the scrambles were at, around the Liverpool goal, I have to say. Chelsea could have been 3 or 4 nil up after that for 5 or 6 minutes. The first half an hour um, didn't get much better. They had a couple of goals ruled out, obviously, over the course of 90 minutes. I, it, how there wasn't a goal actually scored last night is huh. beyond me. It, two very bad defences. Like, can I say that I don't think... Uh, was, was the first goal ruled out correctly? Is that not... Does, does it 
the handball from Havertz was it? No, that's the, the second oh, no, sorry, one. the Reese James one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, did the, he was offside? He was offside for but the first did, movement. Did he touch the ball? For the he. he uh, was he, I mean, uh, the way the rule's gone, I don't know. I don't really understand it anymore. But it looked to me, and unless he touched the ball, in which case, obviously, he was interfering with play. But yeah, nothing else happened last night that we need to talk about. How, how are we four minutes in? We still haven't said his name, Evan Ferguson. We might as well say it. Come on, there um, it is. There he is, wheeling away with his back to goal, which he never actually faced, apart from maybe to celebrate the fact that the ball had gone in. Mm. Uh, it was a remarkable finish last night. Oh, instinctive. I think last night could have been. So up to this point, it's been bubbling. Like, people are paying attention to Evan Ferguson. That's blindingly obvious. He's been linked with every club that comes up, every manager. It's, you know, every time he scores a goal, he's in commentary. You know, the commentators are mentioning him again in the Chelsea-Liverpool game last night by way of, oh, if they just had this guy out here last night. <laughs> and so that that is happening. But I do think we're moving into the territory. I think the goal he scored last night, the type of goal he scored last night, that you'll have a lot of owners, managers, who have been paying a little bit of attention up to this point. It feels like maybe last night was the one that went, okay. He's here. Let's let's go and get this guy. Name in the proverbial shop window, Adrian. Is that what I do saying? think so. Yeah, the quality of the goal last night. It was actually not unlike one of the first goals that he scored for Brighton, where he lets it sort of slightly shift past his right leg, standing foot mm. onto his uh, left leg, inside foot, and then clips it with the inside of his foot uh, into a narrow enough channel um, beyond the goalkeeper, and it's a thing of absolute beauty. His reaction times are ridiculous. You know that game you play where the, the, the lights light up and you, you flick it? Formula 1 drivers play it all the time to get the reaction. I'd say Ferguson's reaction times are just off the charts. Some of his goals are so reactive. Um, he, just, he has split seconds so the, to decide. The headline on the YouTube highlights for Sky Sports is Stop that, Evan Ferguson. And is that a drooly smiley face? I can't actually... It's Seems to be. too far Should away. Be, yeah. It's drooling, yeah. How he finds himself... He seems to, like, for such a big guy drift into the penalty spot unnoticed with crazy regularity. Like most, of, a lot of his goals are coming from the five, six yard space around the penalty spot. Do you know who he's like? Ruud van Nistelrooy. Because van Nistelrooy used to ghost in behind as well and his first touch was brilliant and he was also fond of those instinctive goals as well. There's just a touch of that. Not he's, to, he's actually way ahead of van Nistelrooy. In terms, in terms of, of mobility as well, well, yeah. In terms of the speed at which he is reaching... Premier League goal scoring status. He's he's closer to Clivert at this stage yeah. in terms of age. Now, uh, I, like it's just hard not to get. So yeah. we were we've been carried away for months on the show. We we obviously have been, and it's been like really enjoyable. Now it feels like we were underhyped. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we weren't excited enough, even though we were literally talking about this every morning for about an hour. And I was like, we're just going to talk about Evan Ferguson for the rest of the show because it's so exciting. <laughs> And like, uh, you know, I was, I was going to bed last night going, should I give up supporting Villa and just support Evan Ferguson? Mm. Is that that stage now where you'd be like, yeah, we've got to we've got to go and see him play football like every week? Yeah, do the thing that the kids do, just do, start supporting the player. Do Ryanair have like a, an airport close to Brighton that they could start well, chartering flights? Remember, everybody used to go to Sunderland and stick on Sunderland Ga- jerseys Ga- for Ga- a while. Garrick's Ga- not far from Brighton. You can go I wouldn't get too married to Brighton, lads. South End. The longer this goes on, I wouldn't get too married to Brighton. I, they, they, so he I signed new terms when he turned 18 in October, if I'm right. Um, and I remember we were talking to Andy Naylor from The Athletic, who covers Brighton a few months back. And this was like, let's say he had scored three or four goals for Brighton at that point, And the talent was clear. And I remember saying to him, you know, like, will they revisit his terms now and offer him new T's and C's as the new offers start to come in? Mm. How that hasn't, that hasn't happened already, apparently. It's yeah. London Gatwick is 26 minutes by train service and 35 minutes by road from Brighton. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's correct. Team, team trip over. Mm. Very handy. AM from outside Brighton's ground. Oh, yeah, we should do it, actually. 
not to, not that the hype would, would would have reached a peak by that point, but I think yeah. it will have. Get into a hotel near the ground, go and watch the game the night before. Hopefully, it'd likely be a Thursday night game. Mm. I'm glad to have okay. I'm glad to have had the chance to meet and inter- interview him before this so before this all happened. I'm going to look back and go, Jesus, because that, that's only months ago, and he hadn't played properly. He hadn't. You know, I think he come on for a few minutes against Lithuania, maybe, and the hype was already starting. But then he started scoring goals for Brighton, and you're like, this lad. As an Irish football fan, right? Can I just call it out? What we're worried about is that we've another. I don't want to start naming names here, but we've another player who we are all on the hype train about, and it turns out that we are conditioned to believe that at some point the bubble is going to burst, right? Like, we've been here before. It's happened time and time again, and suddenly we're going to be like, oh, no. I don't think it's happened to a point where somebody has continued to score goals after the first breakthrough, where it hasn't just been a flash in the pan. Mm. You know, Nobody has had it over a sustained period of time. And also, the thing about Ferguson is that he's already been injured and come back from injury. Like, he's already had the, the bits... And they're managing him properly. I, I definitely think that he should stay with Brighton for like as long as he possibly can. Mm. Uh, Brighton's well-run club. They obviously have a, a brilliant scouting system. Uh, they obviously know exactly how to work the, the global transfer market at the moment. And he should stay there until he is scoring 20 league goals a season. And at that point, the world is your oyster. But at that point as well, you're never going to a team to be a sub or not to be the number nine that they're buying to to win a league. Yeah. And look, he's obviously been brilliantly managed so far. Um, it's the reverse Cleveland oh. Kelleher experience, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I'll go to the the big club have, have been in for me, and that's not to, I'm not throwing shade at Cleveland Kelleher, it's a tough tough gig as a goalkeeper, there's only one gig going and that's it. Um, but it is the reverse. Uh, Evan Ferguson had that option, so like, and that's why I, I really appreciate the head that's on his, sh- his shoulders and the people around him because Liverpool and Brighton were both in for him. And like, if you're a young kid from Bettystown and you're playing League of Ireland football and Liverpool come in for you, and yeah, Brighton come in for you, very hard not to go. Hundred percent. Now, you know, obviously, uh, maybe maybe he would be in the team at Liverpool and they wouldn't have spent all that money on uh, Darwin Nunez or whatever. Um, Shruti says OTB the least reactionary show. It's obviously you know tongue in cheek, but I would just, uh, just point out that we've been reacting like this. Mm-hmm. The whole way along, yeah. we've, we've been, been ca- we've this. been carried away from the very start. We've yeah. been on this hype train a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we've been blowing this guy out of proportion yeah. since since he scored that um, league cup. Uh, was it league cup or the cup game against Forest Green? Mm. We've been aboard. Ah, he's just ridiculous. And the goals have been going from str- like, as you say, these are the types of goals that get noticed by because we, we've often been thinking: Are we shouting into an echo chamber here when it talk- comes to Evan Ferguson, or are the English pundits and and, and uh, media still talking about him? But it turns out they are. They completely are. Um, so as you said, Jar, I hope he stays put for at Brighton for a while because so, the goals are just really starting to come now in a more regular fashion. Adrian, you've, you've done some work on this. I do my list. So I, I thought last night when I saw the goal, I thought, Jesus, he's scoring an unbelievable quality goal. And of course, Jar, I've been on panels before to select the goal of the year. I was on the Republic of Ireland panel um, a few years ago to select the Ireland goal of the year. Did we um, score three goals that year? It was slim pickings. I'm not going to lie. There was very slim pickings. It was um, like, oh, the under 12s. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a long list and it wasn't a list of quality. And so I started to think, well, his list of goals already is crazy. And I have eight here from a senior career. Um, I've included the Ireland one in the long list. Um, and just sort of, I, I think it's time to, you know, that's that's the meat and the bones of taking stock of exactly where this guy is at and the quality goals. So um, eight goals in total. That one against Forrest Green, which is a bit like last night, slides through the legs. Uh, inside of the boot and past the keeper. His second goal was against Arsenal, the Premier League. Do you remember that? He bullied uh, Saliba off the off the ball, slides it under Ramsdale. Very cool, um, 
finish a different type of goal I think from Evan Ferguson the fourth goal um, takes up a great position but it's a tap in um, against Everton that was started January then it was that header do you remember that one against Leicester oh, yeah. uh, brilliant ball from wide in the left and another unseen run into the box and that header across the goalkeeper uh, back, pace, uh, back post run and a uh, tap in again but again it was all about the run of the position Matoma ball uh, that was against Stoke in the Cup in February then there was Grimsby in the Cup two weeks ago um, McAllister ball in sort of an awkward height manages to take it down great control great touch slots it away scores a second in the same game where he picks it up in the edge of the box and another like just quality neat finish there was a stab uh, the Ireland goal of course it was, I'm, I'm calling it a stab home after Obafemi puts it back in from the end line against Latvia and then last night so from that I'm going to give my 3-2-1 and I'm going to start um, with uh, number 3 which I'm going for the his second goal which is the one against Arsenal in the Premier League um, where as I said he bullies sleeve off the ball under Ramsdale um, and it also gets in there because of the quality of the opposition that he's playing so that's number 3 in at number 2 I'm going for last night's goal um, again, sneaking into that sort of unmarked position, ball across, uh, back to goal, um, which is a bit deceptive, I think, for defenders and for the goalkeeper because you're going to think, well, he's got his back to goal, so at the very least he's got to take a touch, maybe take a turn, and he just deceives everybody all around him. And even the quality of the placing of the finish is off the charts. Um, and it wasn't needed to because he had already beaten the keeper, but the ball last night goes into the side netting. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely bonkers what the guy is doing. So that's number two. And number one on the list of Evan Ferguson goals so far, is that header against Leicester. Like, I wouldn't be... I find it hard to put a header at the top of the list, I'm not going to lie. Why? I just, i rather, there's something more satisfying about... Uh, so which header are you putting, sorry? The one against Leicester where... Late winner, uh, wasn't it? Ball wide in the left. Or equaliser. Little unseen run into the box. He still had loads of work to do. Do you remember it was sort of that, like... Um, far corner, boom. Far corner, a little bit of power on a chain as you're demonstrating there. Uh, he had to go all the way across the goalkeeper as well. It was just an incredible goal. I, I'm not mad about giving a header, but... Are you really, like, uh, back-heel goal in the Premier League? Is that not, is that not automatically, like... I just think there was... There was the, the, the position, his positioning is always brilliant. That's nearly a given now at Evan Ferguson. So, like, praising his position, positioning nearly seems wrong, but his positioning for the header... And I just think he did so much work to do. It was a very satisfying goal to look at. And I totally take your point, and I, for the reason that I've outlined particularly with the goal last night. I think anybody can score a header, right? Paper. Like, every centre-back in the world dreams of scoring a header, but none of them have the audacity or the brilliance to be able to go, yeah, I can just flick this back in, because I've done this. I've like I've scored this goal on FIFA a million times. There's no centre-back scoring it, that header, Joe. That is... Um, no, it's a different kind of header. I remember, I'm, I'm looking very, at that header. It's a very, very good header. See, the thing is, the difficulty with, uh, with <laughs> difficulty with the he should stay at Brighton is that he scored such a range of goals at this point mm. that you're like... So let's say Spurs sell Harry Kane. They're like, yeah, we're going to spend half the money that we get for Harry Kane or maybe three quarters of the money that we get for Harry Kane and we're just going to buy a replacement. Like, mm. Because he's scoring all those goals. Yeah. He's, he's not... like it, It's absolutely true, right? He is scoring different types of goals all the time. There's not like one thing that you can say, well, this is an Evans... No, he's not a goal hanger. He's not like John Aldridge. Which, I mean, obviously, John Aldridge is absolutely sensational. And if he goes on to have the same career as John Aldridge, we'd be delighted. But... Um, 
it's uh, it's a range. He makes a great habit of watching the goals last night back to back. And uh, thank you, uh, Brighton's YouTube channel, for sticking them all together for me and lashing them up there. Um, watching the goals last night, he makes a great habit of a really slow run, if not even a walk at times, into the box. Yeah. So when everybody is rushing to the end line where the wingers are pumping in and generally you see strikers making a mad dash to get in there, Slowly, 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 and I think that's probably why a lot of defenses uh, defenses are not paying enough attention to. I think, I think that's the point. They're they're all so different. Like if he threw all those goals up on LinkedIn, he'd have so many job offers. The kid, <laughs> and, and the, the, the thing is as well, he should have scored a second last night, probably. Yeah, uh, like, look, it's not, it's obviously not the finished article. Uh, there was a, a, a an easier chance later on in the game, and uh, Sonny March ball over, kind of leans. Back again, he's nearly on the penalty spot when yeah. he takes that. He's in the right position, I guess. Is so that's half the battle, but obviously the finish has to be there as well. But um, look, they go on to win Being the game. Back slightly, Shane. As too a striker, what you're, you'd be saying? You got to get over that, Evan. Ball, you know, here's me giving Evan Ferguson advice <laughs> on how to score goals. Uh, ridiculous, but no, like that sort of thing will come. You know, he, but we should be legitimately extremely. If we're not, I mean, we are already, but it's legitimate now. The excitement about this guy is legit. Mm. he's almost like in the developmental phase like when Robbie Keane was coming up there was probably that little bit of hype as well and then he got to the level where you're like well he's playing for the top clubs he's scoring goals regularly so he kind of not that we stopped talking about Robbie Keane but it just became normal and we're still kind of in the in the remnants of that phase early on with Ferguson where it is developmental we're, we're excited by every single goal but it's going to get to the point maybe six months a year down the line where an Evan Ferguson goal doesn't even make us blink it's like the green and the teletext oh yeah an Irish player scored but that's the point where you know he's made it when we stop getting excited about these goals. It's like, oh yeah, I Ferguson think, scored. I don't know if we're ever going. I, I doesn't feel like a like. I still get a little bit of butterflies. Every but it's time been so long scores. since Robbie Keane was doing it. You know, yeah. like it's been so long that we've had like regular goal scorers. It's been so long that like I think there's probably a new era here where you're like, okay, this is not going to happen forever. <laughs> you know, like uh, John Aldridge scoring goals and then. We had Nile Quinn for a while, and then you have Robbie Keane. Kind of feels like, well, that's just natural. We have strikers of that level, and uh, it, it's not. It isn't. We're, we're lucky to be alive right now, and I think to sort of remind ourselves, right, of uh, the the famine. <laughs> Evan that we've Ferguson had. makes us lucky to be alive. It's true, honestly. Do you ever think about that? Like the people that are. This is a very Columbuhig um, slot, but the people that make you. Delighted that you're living in this era. Usually, it'd be your family sports or your people. friends. Either no, I mean sports. Oh, there's penguins. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. What I was going to say was, what we should do, just to remind ourselves, like I think at some point the national broadcaster or Virgin or maybe even ourselves at some point over the next, let's say, like twice a year, we will rerun one of those like forty nil nils against Oman, and we should sit down as a nation and rewatch it. And then it just gives a new, fresh appreciation for what's to come. I think you're all right on that one. <laughs> Let's add it. Some, some ideas best left on the drawing board. Do you know the way there's like no bad ideas? <laughs> Sometimes there are, yeah. Uh, Holy God, says Connor Joyce. Uh, Brian King says, Clivert, Van Nistelrooy, calm down, lads. I'm just making the point that he's actually ahead of their schedule. Uh, yeah. So I was looking up Clivert. Clivert was actually 18 when he makes his debut for Ajax and then goes on to top score in the area division that year. So... Uh, fairly similar in terms of like but obviously Clivert's playing for Ajax which mm-hmm. has a team festooned with 
the best players I'm in, sorry, in their team. Relax yourselves, lads, in the comments, because I didn't say he's as good as Van Nistelrooy. I said there are elements of his game that Better, would, remind you, remember <laughs> he, would remind you of Van Nistelrooy. I'm not saying he's at the level yet. Well, Relax. He's, he's ahead of where Van Nistelrooy was at this age. At that age, yeah. Like, I think that's, we, that's we're not, allowed to get carried away with ourselves. Like, why are people... Yeah. Why this policing stuff Fun around police. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Get excited, like, come on. Uh, you're watching too much rugby, lad, says Andy, mentioning him in the same sentence with a straight face as Van Nistelrooy, says Connor Joyce. Uh, what club does he support? Asks John Claffey. I have it in my mind that he's a United fan. I could be wrong about that. The United fan, is he? Yeah? Do we get that confirmed? Well, Colin is, is nodding his head yeah, vigorously yeah. So, out there. Like he knows. Which we'll ask. Uh, we'll ask. We, if we'll somebody had just done an interview with him recently, Gerard, we could have, like, you know. Did you not ask him? I didn't ask him. No, no. He'll right. just say Brighton, won't he? Uh, no. Well, uh, Man United, yeah. Right. A particular fondness for Wayne Rooney. Makes sense. Uh, the header versus Leicester was real quality, says Bruce Robo fan club. Uh, no centre back is doing that, says somebody else. Centre halves don't have. Where's it gone? Centre halves don't nestle a header in the corner from 14 yards, generating power while at it, says Bruce Robo fan club. I think some of them do. In fairness, like you know, you've seen you've seen Duncan Duffy do that, but like I'm not. I just think that the header was excellent, but a back heel goal, yeah, yeah, is like an all time. When he retires and they put him in the Premier League Hall of Fame. They'll be like, oh, this is when he was eighteen. He scored this back heel goal. It's outrageous. The audacity of it all. He'll, he'll, the thing is, the, look at the quality of the eight goals that he scored last night, and trying to draft that list of three goals. He is going to score some unbelievable goals for years to come. Mm. Now, I do enjoy the fact that we've sort of compared him on one hand to Ruud van Nistelrooy and all the greatest strikers of all time, and then on the other hand, we've like uh, Duncan Duffy going on. It's uh, measure measure yourself. Connor saying because we slag off the English for overhyping a player, but like, I mean, the English overhype every single player. We don't. We, we kind of do it in in small enough ways. We don't ha- overhype every single footballer, do we? Like Aaron Connolly was scoring Premier League goals, and we were excited at that point. But it yeah. wasn't like the thing it was that one week. Yeah, that we do overhype players, but you're what the hell about it. Like. Yeah. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.